Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two crimes, whatever. I just screwed it up so badly. <laughs> You've done so well. Well, because I was like, I should have said country of crime, special edition. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, you guys know the intro, blah, blah, blah. Here we are, back to Deutschland. Yep. And I'm excited. <laughs> she is excited. <laughs> Kaylin's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm over your nonsense, Elena. So how are you? And we didn't even introduce ourselves. We didn't no, do it last you, time. You got straight. I tried, and you just got straight <sighs> into it. Man. I'm so. I've been so excited about that <laughs> Hinterkaifeck murder, and I've just been watching so many things about it. So sorry. Yeah, I was pretty pretty stoked. I'm having a super big girl problem with the fact that like I had this huge zit on my chin. Uh huh. And I popped it, and then it scabbed. Oh, and I now hate it's been that. like bleeding and, and driving it hurts. me. Yes, it's driving me nuts. I know. I hear ya. Oh. I had one right under my nose, just in time for school to start. Yep. Made me really happy. Oh, yeah. They're mm -hmm. the best. Yeah. But, yeah, so this week's been eventful because we did a bye week last week because school started, so you just started working again, and my my baby. And your baby started kindergarten. Man, you're dying. He's, he loves it so far, though. And it's cool because I know his teacher... She's a friend of mine's mom, so oh, nice. it works out. It's, well, it's and I'm nice. so excited that this community finally went to full day kindergarten, mm -hmm. which I think is so much better for parents and and honestly for kids. Yeah. As long as they're, you know, I I'm hoping they get some enough rest periods and yeah. those sorts of things. So yeah, but yeah, I think it's a good thing. So, so it's been a pretty been a pretty good week. Work's been another story, but we won't get on to okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and your son works with me now, which is cool. I know. Is that fun? Like, we just have all kinds of, you know, connections right. moving on here. Yeah, he's taking a semester to work and save some money. and Which I'm going to give him shit on here for because he won't listen to it. With the fact that he's never listened to our podcast. I know. Well, I, I told you that he said at one point that having a mom who does a podcast is like having a dad who's a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. And that's his attitude. He goes, Mom, I totally support you on it, but I just don't have time. <laughs> he told me the same thing. And he's also told multiple people at work that that's why he doesn't listen to it is because it's like having a dad that's a SoundCloud rapper. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few coworkers that listen. And so when it got brought up, he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I support her from afar, basically. That's what he told me. I basically. It's like, I support you from afar, Mom. Right. I'm like, You're, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be giving you money from afar, too, there, Cupcake. Right. So we're back in Germany. You really know absolutely nothing about my case except for his name. Well, you won't tell born. me anything. You're all secretive. I know, because it's more fun that I way. I know, I know. So, and like I said in the last episode, I had to pick somebody whose name I could pronounce because I'm going to be saying it often. <laughs> and so I knew I couldn't set myself up for failure to not be able to pronounce her name <laughs> because there was a cannibal dude that I was going to do. There was right. an angel of death that you had showed me that I yeah. was going to well, do. Well, because the angel of death case was very recent mm -hmm. and probably some of our listeners have even run across that because it, it got quite, you know, a fair yeah. amount of coverage. Yeah. But. So, but I didn't go those routes. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about a serial killer. Ooh. But unlike your serial killer or alleged serial killer. Mm -hmm. um, this one is not a cold case. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty excited because we don't get a whole lot of those that aren't like 
super widely known. Right, right. So, we are going to be talking about Fritz Honka. That's a great name. Although, I think it's Honka. Okay, well. I have to tell you. Fritz Honka. Honka. Um, that is not his actual name. His name is, okay, this is the Americanized version, version because I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even going to try because it's going to be terrible. His full name is Frederick Paul Honka and he okay. was called Fritz. Gotcha. So he was born on July 31st, 1935 in Leipzig. Thank you. Um, he was the third of 10 children, mm-hmm. which... Is a whole lot of children. It is. But, well, so what year was he born, did you say? He was born in 1935. So, you know, Germany, well, Germany's kind of evenly split between Catholic and Protestant. I mean, you know, that this is where Martin Luther, right, is German. So Lutheranism, this is ground zero. And Germany's pretty evenly split between Catholicism and they, they call it Protestantism, but it's Lutheran. Um, and, you know, in the 1930s, you still don't have birth control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, not that Well, unusual. and technically, there were 13 children total. Good Lord. But three of them died during birth. So, there were 10 living children. children. And his... Mother was a cleaner. His dad was a joiner, which I meant to look up to know what that meant, and I have no idea. A joiner is kind of like a carpenter, I believe. So, yeah. um, I'll look it up while you're continuing, and then I'll jump in. But I'm pretty sure that that's what that is. his dad also is... Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the wooden... So, joinery is the wooden components of a building such as stairs, doors, and door and window frames. So that's what he did. Gotcha. Yeah. So his dad was also a really bad alcoholic. And he also ended up being a communist. Oh, his dad did? Yes. Okay. So, Which, and again, the very first uh, concentration camp that was built in Germany was built for communists because the communist party were the biggest, I guess, kind of rivals to the Nazi party. And so as soon as Hitler came to power, first thing he did was rounded up the communists and had them locked up. So, so he then later Fritz tells during his trial that he talked about his youth and he said that both he and his father were in a concentration camp. He was in a concentration camp for children, and his dad had been put in one because he was working with the communists. Um, And he, both of them ended up getting freed by the Russians, Mm -hmm. and so they both made it out. And he, his dad ends up dying in 1946. So the year after World War II ends. Yes, so his dad dies because alcoholism, he was a big alcoholic, and he had... The health issues because of the concentration camp, of course. obviously. And combined with the alcoholism, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so his mom apparently had a really hard time coping with having so many kids now mm-hmm. on her own. Okay. Which makes sense. Of course. <laughs> because it's a lot of kids. Yes. To do by yourself. And then knowing that your husband and your son, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think people understand how 
traumatizing it was for the German people themselves to live under the Nazi regime, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if your husband was in a camp for being a communist, you know, this poor woman, I can't imagine how horrible it must have been for her. Yeah. And, you know, Leipzig, I don't, you know, was in an area that there, you know, there was a lot of fighting. There were battles that were fought there. It, it, it would have been a rough go. Yeah. So when Fritz was in his 20s, uh-huh. he went to, he, he tried to be a bricklayer. Okay. Because, like, it was kind of what his dad did, and so yeah. he's, like, trying to figure out what he's going to do. So he starts an apprenticeship, and he very quickly realizes that he's allergic to wet cement. That's an interesting allergy, but okay. Right, but, like, yeah. if you think about it, like, that made me think of the fact that there, I could be, because of right now, I don't think I'm allergic to anything. Right. But there could be some wild fucking thing in the middle of nowhere yeah. that I'm allergic to. And I'll never know because I will never <laughs> come in contact with that thing. This is true. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, a, it's a strange thing to lo- like learn like, oh, I'm allergic to wet cement. Yeah. Or like some wild flower. In, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the Himalayas that only grows there. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeti so- fur. I'm allergic to Yeti fur. <laughs> so because of this allergy, he had to quit this apprenticeship. Okay. So after this, he then moved to West Germany mm-hmm. in 1951, and he started working on a, a farm mm-hmm. as a farm worker in a small village. Oh, hold on. You can put on my glasses? Yep. Uh, Brockhofer on the Lunenburg Heath, which is a very famous region of Germany, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so he ends up having, he ends up sleeping with a woman named Margaret, Margot, mm-hmm. Margot, and they have a son. Okay. Out of wedlock, yeah. mind you. Which was, you know, probably pretty, not unheard of, but still kind of scandalous. Yeah. I'm assuming it's what, 1950s now that we're up to, mm-hmm. 1950s Germany? And he ends up having to pay alimony, and then he leaves the village he was working in. Okay. So, in 1956, he came to Hamburg. 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 And he ends up becoming a harbor worker at... You keep shoving this at me. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. At the Hovotswerke Deutsche Werft. Sure. (laughs) No idea what that means, guys. By the way, the Beatles were also playing in Hamburg in the early, early 60s. That's kind of where they gelled as a band. Cool. Yeah. Nice little fun fact. I'm just full of them. I love fun facts. (laughs) So he ends up getting in a car accident in 1956 and he smashes, it smashes his nose. Okay. And I mean, I feel like plastic surgery wasn't like a thing back then. No. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it exists, but I'm sure not for like, you know. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's something for very, very rich Hollywood starlets and that's, you know, that's it. And socialites. Even before this, he was just, like, not an attractive dude. And so now the smush nose made it even worse. And it also gave him a permanent squint. So he okay. was always squinting. Which is probably just makes it... I'll show you a picture later. He's creepy looking. Okay. And in 1957, he gets married. Okay. And they so, have... So he's, you know, he, he has a permanent squint and a smush nose, but... He's not interfering with his dating life. Exactly. So he gets married. He has a kid, and he has a son called Fritz. Mm -hmm. Good, nice, common name, right? 
Um, but the marriage did fail. Okay. And they separated in 1960. Okay. So they were married for about three years before they separated. And the neighbors talked a lot about, like, fights, like violent fights that they would have in their apartment. I was just going to ask if there wasn't some domestic abuse here. There know. was. Okay. Yes. Um, and the couple ends up reconciling. Okay. And they decide to get back together. Why do people do that? Because they're stupid. Because then <sighs> they separate again for the second time in 1967. Okay. So he moved to a neighbor in Hamburg All right. in 1967. And he lived with his ex-wife for a while. All right. Which is strange. It is. But then again, housing in Germany has always been kind of difficult to come by. It's not always just a matter of, hey, I'm just going to move apartments. Sometimes it takes a while just, to, yeah. just because of, yeah, close quarters, whatever. So mm -hmm. maybe not too unusual in that perspective. Okay. So, in December of 1970, he was working as a night watchman, and okay. he lived either on the property or right near the property. It mm -hmm. was kind of one of those where he was working in exchange for a place to live. Okay. Um, and all of his relationships at this point have failed. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. He ain't a cute dude. At this point, according to him, uh -huh. everything is just kind of like spiraling down. He's spending most of his nights in pubs and drinking, getting drunk. He's an alcoholic like his dad. Okay. And things are just not really going well. And where he lived was really close to the red light district. Uh-huh. And so he then starts trying... He, he starts getting more involved with the prostitutes. Okay. And <clears throat> he would bring them back to his house and it was like less of him paying them for sex and more of like, because most of these women in this time really didn't have a place to live. They didn't really have families around and that's why they were targeted so much. So is this, so was prostitution legal in Germany at this time? Do you know? Not a, not a clue. Okay. Because it has been, you know, it is now, although this was in 1970, pretty so. heavily regulated. Mm -hmm. So, but keep going. Sorry. So she, <laughs> He brings home a prostitute, and uh -huh. normally when he would bring them home, it was more of like, if you sleep with me, I'll give you a roof for the night. Okay. You can stay so here. So he was just trading um, a place to live instead of money. Exactly. Okay. And he brings home 42-year-old Gertrude Bauer. Uh-huh. And she was a hairdresser and occasional prostitute. So just like a just like a side gig to yeah. make some extra cash. <laughs> and she brought him to his apartment. And it's not really specified exactly what happened, but something happened. And she ended up saying she didn't want to sleep with him. Okay. And he didn't like that. Uh-oh. That made him very angry. 
So he strangled her to death. Oh my God. And then after he strangled her to death, he realized he had to figure out a way to get her body out of his house. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, <laughs> he ends up cutting her <gasps> limbs off. Oh, God. Okay, so by the way, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Um, yeah, it's been legal in Germany. So even at this time, it was legal. I'm sure it wasn't as heavily regulated, regulated maybe as, as it is, it is now. now. Um, so he then sawed her body into pieces. He wrapped them up and hid them in like various places around the area. Oh my God. And some of the body parts were found and identified, um, but they didn't have enough information. The investigators didn't have enough information to find her murderer. Okay. So four years later, as far as we know... Fritz doesn't kill anybody else for four years. Okay. And then he ends up strangling 54-year-old prostitute Anna Bushell. Bushell? Bushell. Something. Bushell. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Again, in his home, he claimed that their sex was not passionate enough. Okay. So that was in August of 1974. All right. In December of 1974, he then killed 57-year-old Frida Roblick. Okay. So he has discovered a taste for this and we're immediately spiraling. Yes. Um, and he also strangled her. Same way. Mm-hmm. And then in January of 1975, he murdered 15-year-old prostitute Ruth Schultz. And in all of the cases, he cut their bodies into small pieces. Gross. And he hid them. These ones, he hid them in his house and around, and like around his house and in his attic. So he was John Wayne Gacy here, like. Yes. Gross. So. Okay, if you're just gonna hide, well, if you're just gonna hide him around your house, why? dismember them to that extent. And see, I don't know. I, from a little Unless that's part of his So from what I, there were a couple of places that I saw kind of like his reasoning behind it was more like he realized that he wasn't going to be able to get them out of the house whole. And also from what I understand is he didn't keep all of the body parts in his home. Some of them he disposed of like in a dumpster. So this was more kind of trophy keep maybe sort of I just still don't understand it just it's really weird yeah so none of these last three women were reported missing to the police okay and he (laughs) eventually what happens with dead bodies if they do not get treated correctly well they rot and they smell they smell and he's in an apartment yeah he has neighbors yes so Neighbors start complaining of a smell. It is this disgusting scent stench coming from this dude's apartment, right? He he tried to mask the odor. Oh god. And eventually when the police come to knock on his door to let like try to figure out what the fuck is going on in this apartment, like what the fuck is yeah, that smell? Right. He tells them that he 
is engaged to a foreigner. Uh-huh. Or married to a foreigner, one of the two, and that sometimes her cooking smells really bad. <laughs> if your smell, if your cooking smells like what rotting flesh smells like, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you got a real issue there, dude. Right. Oh my god. And this is a, the land where people eat sauerkraut. So, they're used to bad smells when they cook. Yes. Ooh. And guess what? Oh god. The police bought it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so dumb. So well, dumb. Eventually on July 15th, 1975, his apartment building catches fire. Okay. By fire. accident? The firemen come in the apartment and they're trying to fi- they're trying to put the fire out as firemen do. Okay. And yes. <laughs> they discover a partially decomposed female torso in a plastic bag. So by the time that the fire gets put out, the police automatically are opening an investigation. Right. And Fritz was at work at the time and was arrested when he went home. And on July 29th, 1975, so about two weeks later, Uh he confessed to murdering all of the women. But he then, in November of 1976 withdrew his confession and said he didn't remember anything. Oh, I love, love it when people, that's like, that's the three-year-old defense. You know what I mean? I don't remember. Like, who thinks that they're going to get away with that? And yet you hear that all All the the time. time. I don't rightly recall. I'm not sure. I don't really remember. That's when you know you're guilty as hell. Exactly. So... While he was in custody, he said that he killed the women because they mocked his preference for oral sex over straight intercourse. <laughs> yeah, right. And I like the way the story keeps going, too. And it's their fault mm-hmm. for criticizing his sexuality in some way, which right. he's like an he's like an OG incel, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, my God. Okay. Now he goes to court. And he is found guilty. Good. On one count of murder. Only one? And three counts of manslaughter. What? Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. How? Are you ready to get No. Me oh, God. You chose this just to get me riled up, didn't you? Maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I can tell. And I could pronounce his name, so... <laughs> I can pronounce the name, and Elena's going to lose her effing mind. Okay, go. Yeah, two birds, one stone, man. There you go. So, he ends up getting sentenced. Do you want to take a guess? Oh, God. I love making you guess. Ten years. Fifteen years in Uh. prison. But not in prison. Where is he going? A psych hospital. Ding, 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 ding. And you know what? I will bet you a hundred gajillion dollars the fact that he had spent time in a concentration camp is why he got all this lesser stuff. Also, they said that his alcohol abuse, because he was such a bad alcoholic, um, it was considered a mitigating factor and it, because it diminished his mental capacity. Okay. Now... 
Grr. He was released from prison in 1993. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And he immediately killed somebody, didn't he? He spent, the after he got out of prison, he ends up going to a nursing home. Okay. Under the name Peter Jensen. And he died in a hospital in... Langenhorn, Hamburg. On October 19th, 1998. So he only lived five more years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. But I will bet you that that's why. Now, there is a novel by... I'm going to screw this name up so badly, okay. but I'm going to try. Um, a German writer, Heinz Strunk. Mm-hmm. I like um, how you said that with such <laughs> strong. The English name of the title is The Golden Glove. Okay. And it was published in uh, 2016, and it won a literature prize and a book fair prize. And it tells the story of Fritz, and it the name of the book is one of the bars in which he would meet his victims in. Oh, okay. So the Golden Glove mm-hmm. was a bar. Yeah, that okay. he would meet all of his victims, or not all of them, but mm-hmm. the majority of his victims in. Um, there is a director, a, a German director, director who has the rights to the novel and has made a movie adaptation, um, and it's was released this year. And it is also called the Golden Glove, but it has its German name. If you would, if you wanna, if you want, Der Goldene Handschuh. So that's cool. I have a hard time. I can do it sometimes watching movies in other languages, um, but sometimes I get distracted mm-hmm. from because I I watch all my TV with subtitles anyway. Yeah. Because like kids. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a kid. He's not he's not gonna be quiet enough to let me see who's killing who on the TV. You know what I mean? But I think it's different when I can hear. When I can like hear, it's very you're different. I think when you're listening to another language and reading, sometimes that can be confusing. I guess. And, I, say, I don't mind it. I really don't. I don't yeah. mind if it's a language I speak. I don't speak. Well, I mean, there's me. been a couple of movies like on Netflix that I've gone into like a rabbit hole, and then I start mm-hmm. watching movies and other in like foreign movies and other uh-huh. languages and stuff. And there's a couple that I can get into, but I normally have to watch them more than once mm-hmm. because I have a hard time trying to comprehend what pictures are happening in the film. Oh yeah. Plus the subtitles, plus the foreign language, and it's just a lot coming See, in my brain. But dubbing bothers me way more and is way more distracting for me than listening and reading. Yes, so I hate I dubbing. Can't not do that. No, it I is, can't either. I, even when I'm like watching a show or a YouTube or something, if their audio and their video is off even by a millisecond, I won't watch it because yeah. it drives me nuts. Same. I can't do it. I'm the same way. Oh, That's a crazy case though. Yeah. I mean, that's such a crazy, crazy case. Right? Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm I, I'm still sitting here. I'm just obsessed with that. I want to know more about the concentration camp stuff um, because most of that was pretty well documented. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to know when did he go in? When did his dad go in? Why was he taken but none of the other kids? Yeah. Like there's a lot here to, to question, mm-hmm. you know, and... You know, this is a case, too, where you have, you know, before he becomes a serial killer, 
he's definitely a person that you do have to have a certain amount of sympathy for. Yeah. Um, to an extent. Well, I mean, yeah. What do you mean to an extent? I mean, just ignore all that other stuff. Just yeah. if you, fo- you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, you're right. And this is one of those cases too that I always think about because that's all. Like, <laughs> this is always something that I do put forward is whenever you hear people, you know, because like, we are we we've talked about how much we hate when murderers, you know, are put on trial and then they come up with the, you know, sad, all these sad sack stories that they have for why they are the the way they are. Mm -hmm. And I have always pointed out, well, think of all the people who went through concentration camps and didn't come out killing and they came out and they were, and, and many, many of them were just beautiful, lovely people, Yeah, you know, and it's weird to come across a case like this, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I forgot about, like, my little fun little fact about this crazy dude was his room in his apartment was, which is why I believe that a couple of these women, like, they got there and they're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Because his rooms were covered in just porn pictures. Oh, God. Like, yeah. all over the walls. All over the walls. He had, like, a rubber sex doll in his apartment. Oh, my God. Yeah, and because of, like, all of his failed marriages and failed relationships and stuff, he said that he believed that these prostitutes that he was meeting at these bars were, like, his fucking soulmates. But then you go back and he talks about how, which this is how I'm, again, we talked about this kind of the other day about how their justice system and their laws are different. Yes. None of, we don't really know the way their court system works. So it's hard to know why... Like, why he only got charged with one case, one count of first-degree murder and the rest were manslaughter. Because, I mean, how do you accidentally strangle somebody to Unless death? Unless it's one of those things where they're taking in his, like, mental capacity yeah. and then turn it into, like, a crime of passion. Right. And it's just a lot. Which, again, if you compare, like, across the board, if you compare Western European court systems to those in the United States throughout the second half of the 20th century into the 21st, they are far, far more liberal and forgiving than we are. Yeah. So, I mean, even that bastard in, what was it, Sweden, the one who killed like 72 kids. Remember he went and like they were on the island and he was a fucking white nationalist and he wiped out all of these kids and everything. I mean, even he, you know, I think, basically got something like 20 years. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Jesus. Well, because none of them, you can't be a member of the European Union and have the death penalty. And they take having a quote-unquote humane prison system, they take that very, very seriously. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I just think it's strange because there were a few places that I saw that he claimed that some of these some of these prostitutes, he would follow them. To make sure they didn't have family that were going to look for them. Oh, wow. And so, like, that is, that's, like, the definition of premeditated. Mm-hmm. No, I'm telling you, because, like I said, Germany, you know, dealing with that post-World War II guilt, you know, many, um, ho- you know, many Holocaust survivors were paid reparations. Not that there's not a lot of injustices still there, and they make their way onto the news. I, I don't want to belittle any of that but I will say that Germany as a whole has 
made many good faith attempts to rectify these horrific, horrific things that happened. And I, I just, I would like to see more of the court case, but I would bet you a whole lot of money it has to do with his father and his past. Gotcha. Yeah. So, for sure. But it was a it was an interesting one. Yeah, that is. And you know that it, this is so weird. It probably is kind of horrible. Don't you normally just think of serial killers as more of an American thing? Yeah, kind of. You know, oh my god, she just showed me his picture. And his eyes like go yeah. totally out as well. Yeah. The smush the smush nose and is isn't as distracting as his weirdo eyes. Yeah. He looks like a hammerhead shark. Kind of. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Wow. Yee. Yikes. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, please get on our discussion group. Let us know some of your thoughts, feelings about our cases. Um, let us know where we should go next. We're super excited to be doing a few episodes around the world here so let us know if you've got any great international cases mm -hmm. for us yep and make sure that you like us on facebook join our discussion group um email us at state of crime podcast at gmail.com check us out on twitter and instagram because sometimes we actually do update those right? things I yeah. Did, yeah i did it tonight a little bit during our last last recording so we're doing that social media thing well we're trying yes. again like last week you know if you if any of you are like bored and want to want to take over our our social media let us know yes and um if you use apple i don't know why you would but if you insist oh whatever <laughs> Go ahead and get on the Apple Podcast app and rate and review us. It helps us out a lot. A whole lot. A whole lot. Because then more people find us. Yes. Which is always fun for we everybody. Like that. Yeah. We, we like that a lot. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.